Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Monday, January 9th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. Not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Shemot, and it means names. Exodus 1, 18-2-10 So the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing, letting the boys live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They are vigorous. Before the midwife can come to them, they have given birth. And Hashem dealt with well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and increased greatly. And because the midwives feared Hashem, he established households for them all. Then Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every boy that is born you shall throw into the Nile, but let every girl live. A certain man of the house of Levi went and married a Levite woman. The woman conceived, and she bore a son. And when she saw how beautiful he was, she hid him for three months. When she could hide him no longer, she got a wicker basket for him and caulked it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child into it and placed it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. And his sister stationed herself at a distance to learn what would befall of him. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe in the Nile while her maidens walked along the Nile. 
She spied the basket among the reeds and sent her slave girl to fetch it. When she opened it, she saw that it was a child, a boy, crying. She took pity on it and said, This must be a Hebrew child. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get you a Hebrew nurse to suckle the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter answered, Yes. So the girl went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child and nurse it for me, and I will pay your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed it. When the child grew up, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, who made her, who made him her son. She named him Moses, explaining, I drew him out of the water. Isaiah 27, 6-28-13 In days to come, Jacob shall strike root, Israel shall sprout and blossom, and the face of the world shall be covered with fruit. Was he beaten as his beater has been? Did he suffer such slaughter as his slayers? Assailing them with fury unchained, his pitiless blast bore them off on a day of gale. Assuredly, by this alone shall Jacob's sin be purged away. This is the only price for removing his guilt, that he make all the altar stones like shattered blocks of chalk, with no sacred post left standing, nor any incense altar. Thus, Fortified cities lie desolate, homesteads deserted, forsaken like a wilderness. There calves graze, there they lie down and consume its boughs. When its crown is withered, they break. Women come and make fires with them, for they are a people without understanding. That is why their Maker will show them no mercy. Their Creator will deny them grace. And in that day Hashem will beat out the peoples like grain from the channel of the Euphrates to the Wadi of Egypt, and you shall be picked up one by one, O children of Israel. And in that day a great shofar shall be sounded, and the strayed who are in the land of Assyria and the expelled who are in the land of Egypt shall come and worship Hashem on the holy mount in Jerusalem. Ah, the proud crowns of the drunkards of Ephraim, whose glorious beauty is but wilted flowers on the heads of men bloated with rich food, who are overcome by wine. Lo, my Lord has something strong and mighty, like a storm of hail, a shower of pestilence, something like a storm of massive torrential rain shall be hurled with force to the ground. Trampled underfoot shall be the proud crowns of the drunkards of Ephraim, the wilted flowers, on the heads of men bloated with rich food, that are his glorious beauty. They shall be like an early fig before the fruit harvest. Whoever sees it devours it while it is still in his hand. In that day the Lord of hosts shall become a crown of beauty and a diadem of glory for the remnant of his people, and a spirit of judgment for him who sits in judgment, and of valor for those who repel attacks at the gate. But these are also muddled by wine and dazed by liquor. Kohen and Navi are muddled by liquor. They are confused by wine. They are dazed by liquor. They are muddled in their visions. They stumble in judgment.
Yes, all tables are covered with vomit and filth, so that no more space is left. To whom would he give instruction? To whom expound a message? To those newly weaned from milk, just taken away from the breast? That same mutter upon mutter, murmur upon murmur, now here and now there. Truly as one who speaks to that people in a stammering jargon and an alien tongue is he who declares to them, This is the resting place. Let the weary rest. This is the place of repose. They refuse to listen. To them, the word of Hashem is mutter upon mutter, murmur upon murmur, now here, now there. And so they will march, but they shall fall backward and be injured and snared and captured. Matthew seven fifteen to 29 Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that brings not forth Good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, and in your name have cast out devils, and in your name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened to a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Yeshua had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Psalm 9, 1-12 I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause. You sate in the throne judging right. You have rebuked the heathen, and you have destroyed the wicked. You have put out their name forever and ever. O enemy, destructions are come to a perpetual end. 
you have destroyed cities. Their memorial is perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment, and he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know your name will put their trust in you, for you, Lord, have not forsaken them that seek you. Sing praises to the Lord, which dwell in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. When he makes inquisition for blood, he remembers them. He forgets not the cry of the humble. Proverbs 2, 16-22 To deliver you from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flatters with her words, which forsakes the guide of her youth, and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house inclines unto death, and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life. That you may walk in the way of good men, and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Matthew chapter 7, another bit from the Sermon on the Mount, which is like the constitution of the kingdom of God. So I want to zoom in on some particular verses in this passage. And we'll begin with verse 21. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, and in your name have cast out devils, and in your name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Those are some very scary, sobering words. And let's just unpack this and take a look at it. I never knew you. What does that mean? That word knew, I never knew you. That word knew in the Greek is gnosko, and it means to become known, to know, to perceive, to feel, to understand, and also it connotes extreme great intimacy. It's a Jewish idiom for sexual intercourse between a man and a woman. So it's to be deeply known in in that kind of a way. So Yeshua is saying here, I didn't know you intimately. You that practice iniquity. What's that word iniquity? That word iniquity in the Greek is anomia. And that word anomia, what it means from the Greek is the condition of being without the law because you're ignorant of it or because you are willfully violating it. 
So let's take a look at another verse that uses that same word, anomia, to give it some deeper understanding, uh, to put it into context. I'm looking now at 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, and this is a definition. This is Yeshua's definition of what is sin. 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, Whosoever commits sin transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And we have the word the law, and in the Greek it's that same word, anomia. Anomia, which the condition of without the law. So when a person is in sin, they're they're committing sin because they're not following the Torah, either because they're ignorant of it or because they're violating it willfully. So now let's just come back to these verses. Depart from me, I never knew you, you who practice iniquity, you who practice lawlessness, you who are without the Torah. So here's my my take on this, my interpretation, my opinion, let's put it that way, is that when he says those words, those are not people who are going to hell, who are lost and in the dark and absolute pagans. These are people who are believers, who are maybe mainstream Christians, but they never came into the fullness of the understanding of keeping and following the Torah of Yeshua by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. So it wasn't necessarily intentional, purposeful, willful sinning. They were sinning and not keeping the Torah because of ignorance. And so um, if you want to look at it this way, instead of coming into the most holy place where there's great intimacy with God, they stay in the outer court. They don't draw near. They don't have that close intimacy with Yeshua. I never knew you as the way Adam knew Eve. Okay, so let's continue on in these verses. And in the next part, it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded upon a rock. We are living in the storms of life right now, throughout the earth, in all the nations. There is a great, great storm upon the nations. And that storm is, we're seeing the construction and the building and the rising up of the end of days beast system. And the beast system is going to be absolutely tyrannical. And it's going to concentrate power into one place. We see um, medical tyranny. We see mandates and lockdowns. We see mandatory COVID jabs and all this centralized control and digital prison being constructed. We see massive surveillance and CCTV cameras everywhere. So there's all of this tyranny 
that's associated to the end of days beast system. And so it's a storm. It's a very, very intense storm that we are going through. And so what he's showing us here is a picture that a house will stand through the storm for those people who hear my sayings and what sayings? Yeshua sayings and do them, then they will be the house that goes through the storm and does not fall. So he's not saying um, those people who keep all of the Torah from Moses, from the Ten Commandments and from Leviticus and the first five books of the Pentateuch. He's saying those who hear these sayings of mine, in other words, the words of Christ, and not just hears them and knows them intellectually, but who applies them, who does them, who practices them. He will be like a wise man that built his house upon a rock. And what is that rock? That rock is Yeshua. And so it's not going to save us to say, well, I keep the Shabbat and I keep the feast and I'm, I'm following the Torah of Moses. No, Yeshua is saying, those who follow the sayings of mine, the words of Yeshua, these words from the Sermon on the Mount, these words, and do them, then his house will be like up, built upon a rock. But as we go through this tremendous storm throughout the nations, many, many individuals' lives are being completely shook up, and they're in upheaval. Perhaps their marriage is on the rocks. Perhaps they lost a job. Perhaps the income has been cut off. There's all kinds of reversals and difficulties and trials. And for any individuals who are not hearing the words of Christ and then applying them to their life, their house is built upon sand. And when the storms of life come, the house collapses. We can see this at the national level, at the state level, at the local community level, and we can see this at the individual level, that God is bringing storms into this world. He's allowing the storms to come, and only those who are hearing the words of Christ, the sayings of Yeshua, and doing them, they will be the ones who will be the remnant that stand and endure and persevere through the storm, and the house will not collapse. It will stand and it will remain. So that's a great exhortation that all of these words that we read of Yeshua, the Sermon on the Mount, the Constitution of the Kingdom, how very important it is to put it into practice, loving our enemy, praying for those who persecute us, walking in humility, hungering, and thirsting for righteousness. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount is something you could read over and over, you know, every single day for a week, just to really get it in, down deep into your heart. That's Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Those three chapters, it's the constitution of the kingdom of God. And we really need to get it deep into our heart and ask the Holy Spirit to help us to apply it to our lives and to walk it out in a practical, tangible way so that your house and my house 
will be the house that is founded upon the rock. And though the winds come and the rains come, it does not fall down or collapse. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.